welcome to Be The Hero. I'm Robin. I'm Victor. All right, so today we're going to do a little different format. Uh, we're not going to be looking at the camera as much. We're just letting you be a fly on the wall to a discussion that Victor and I were having uh, just to kind of put a context of it. Uh, we full-time travel and we're heading to ski season, right? We want to go ski and I like to keep a whole bunch of different options and plans. I write them out on papers with all my little destinations and then I draw arrows like we could go this way or we could go this way. Keep in mind, we already have campgrounds booked, Airbnbs booked in some spots, but it's kind of fun for my type eight uh, moon and Scorpio to kind of move things around and see what, what if, well, let's adapt. The weather's like this, weather's like that. So I, right now was just finishing up kind of looking at the weather and going, Hey, looks like Sandpoint, Idaho is going to get the most snow on the week of the seventh. Maybe we should jam over there. Well, that's a 10 hour drive. And it's also, um, it, it's going to change a lot, which means our 10 hour drive is going to be a 15 hour drive to get back to Colorado at the end of the month. So it does add, it adds, it adds some stress. I agree. Um, but I did mention, so it, uh, Victor was working with a client and his client was saying, go ahead. Uh, it's, it's, my client was adapting on, he's got a road trip, some time off and he's got some, uh, he decided that yesterday he should go in and check on his plane and check on his RV. And in the process of doing that, he had some projects that popped up, but then also he decided that because he's got some sick kids at home he's like i'm gonna take the rv down to road trip down to st george and um he adapted on the spot right? yeah so it was interesting because he finished his his session he's like oh that's kind of cool he's gonna bring his rv it's only a four hour drive he's gonna bring his rv down that's kind of cool like it must be nice to be like oh like you go into tinker with your airplane and then realize your motorhome needs some tinkering and then because the motorhome is um is in the mix now it's like hey why not jump in and bring the motorhome down instead. It'll be comfortable and fun. That's literally me all the time. But for some reason, uh, I was like, why is it cool when a client does that, but it's not cool when I do I it? I could see that as, a, that as, as uh, a level of frustration for another person that just comes home without, if he's coming home with his RV, Like his wife might yeah, be. Potentially like, all right, you're bringing this. And the reality was is that he just wanted to, right? It just sounded fun to him. So it's a new project. Um, and so I could see that my two um, is always like drawn to some consistency and routine. And it's, and I, I could see that how that from his side, it could create some, it was fun, but for the other side, it could be a challenge. It could be. I think the thing with and his, so I his wife, because, because, she might because she gets to be a passenger mm. so i was thinking about this as your time like this is going to bring in what i was just talking about on that youtube video with um robert green is being interviewed by andrew huberman and that really what we're talking about is i think the frustration comes down to masculine feminine roles mm -hmm. right that it's um his wife if he chooses to change the plans well he's the one who's it's with his money it's with his he's going to take care of all the driving mm -hmm. and i think that that's kind of the sad thing that for us sometimes it it's because of roles that if it was like all mine because if i was like it's all my money and i'm going to do all the all the driving 
that could happen, but then that would be a point of frustration, right? That would be like me. That would be like me attacking your masculinity by by doing that. By driving. By saying, well, I want to just. Yeah, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to do it. Right. Which is ha right. Correct. Do you think that that's probably a problem? Yeah. The challenge for me is I'd have to, I've had to define like now we're getting into something different, right? So masculinity would be that would mean that. Uh, a spontaneity or um, going to do something as the only perception and changing with frequency. If I define that as masculinity, then I would just put on a dress. <laughs> because I'm like, because I don't have any of that. There are certainly other roles that are associated with that, um, with masculinity. But I could see how that could be a friction point. If that's what I held on to. Well, there's no way I'm holding on to something like that with some mar being married to someone like yourself. Because it's like, oh, because you adapt. Like just going and being spontaneous and going to take a trip. like. Right. But I think that's like a... <laughs> I agree that... I totally agree that that should not define masculinity. And I totally agree that you're... Actually, that's why Victor didn't know we were directing this into masculinity and femininity. But I do think that's a really important thing that we can broach. And I totally think Victor is a very good example of masculinity. I think Victor balances the two very well. There's only probably, when I talk to you too about this, there's probably just this, there's just this small ability to set bigger goals and achieve bigger goals. That's probably my bigger, where my Issue. frustration point is, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you have a frustration point with me in how I can be less masculine and more feminine. Yeah, it's just a control thing, right? Yeah, something yeah. is. So, like, in the case of the ski trip, would that be a, like, would that be a spot where it would trigger, like, hey, you're being too masculine in this, or hey, you're being too controlling in either way? Uh, you're being too prospecting is the word I would use now because of the terminology that we have. Like, hey, there's go it's going to be amazing no matter what the, the last actually i would say this the amount of thought process that i think you put into something is phenomenal but there's this 25 percent that you go beyond that you're like hey man you you put in this much time to this point it's going to be amazing this extra 25 percent now okay now you're like splitting hairs and there's going to be every trip is going to be riddled with amazingness amazingness in that little bit that's ooh, well we nailed that right that was wrong about that and so i to me, my logical brain is like, invest the time into predicting it. Like uh, initially going, oh yeah, no snow, ure, boom. Like makes a lot of sense. This last level of going like, so you're saying to go to the, essentially the Canadian border to get some snow now, and it's a little bit questionable. And But I'm like, but again, like I go, if it makes you, that, that's where we're like, you, you want to know what the divine masculine is, it's about trusting female your intuition is telling you to go there okay i'm gonna back you. it doesn't make logical sense in my mind but at the same time my logical brain would be like well you can get stoked four hours from here in salt lake city i would probably never go that, that that's some of the best snow in the world why would we go anywhere else yeah that said additionally like skiing is something i'm enjoying but it's not something i live for so i'm not going to go like my exertion my natural brain power Again, and this gets into logical, practical brain, which is perceived as masculine energy. Like, why would I go 10 hours 
for snow that might be okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think the only thing is that this could be like a whole season of suck. <laughs> like the whole season, there's a good chance. Yeah, correct. And then we get into the... Um, but like, th th that gets into something else, right? Okay. Whole season of suck. Let's use surfing as an example. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When Last time we went to San Diego, I probably had the best, I probably caught the best wave I have in a decade. Oh, and I, that was a... And it was, go ahead. Yeah, for me, that whole trip was a suck. It was a mediocre, yeah. Because my slow. level, my standard is so much higher than there yours. There it is, right? So yeah. as, as you increase in proficiency, your demand for conditions and perfect waves is higher. And this so the is same so thing true. as snow. <laughs> I mean, <it's> <laughs> because you have this this level and expectation, it brings it for me. I'm like, if I'm on skis and the snows reasonably well um, and not icy, yeah, I know there's some extremes. I skied them last year. That my first season, I'm like, when we were at Deer Valley, I'm like, this is horrible. This is beating up. I can't, I can't enjoy myself. And then when we were in Winter Park, which was spring and kind of slush, sunny day, I, I could, you know, I could start to feel like I'm more in control of my skis and enjoy the process of, of carving. I'm like, I know I can get stoked on media, real mediocre groomers. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess that's that's a lot, but you wanted me to be no, no, that's... authentic and like, this is, these are my arguments for I think stoke. we've come so far in this type of debate because in the past, it would have been like, well, I know better. I did the research. I have more information. I care more. We should listen to me, and I'm not <laughs> going to. And you would have been like, well, right at the first sentence, you would have no. been like, you're attacking me, and I'm just shutting down, and I don't really want to have this dialogue. Yeah. I, I, and I think you just need to know where I was coming from. Well, but I think you knew where I was coming from then. I think but you just thought I was lazy about everything. I still think I'm lazy about everything. Not everything. Well, most everything. <laughs> <laughs> not everything. You're not lazy about everything. Um, there's a few things. Uh, there, I think in the end, uh, I have to, to be honest, in the end, it still comes down to money because we're still at traveling at a level that we have a lot more options, but we're not at a level where we can just throw money on whatever we sure. want. And I think that's the part that I notice that if creates truly... compression, creates ten weight, and I think you want to share that weight. But maybe in this conversation, it kind of goes like, like it's going to be amazing. It's, it's I gonna notice be there's amazing. a price point, so I'm looking at my notes that I go. So we're going to travel in an RV. We're actually traveling in two RVs and two trucks for for most of the trip. And so campgrounds are relatively less expensive, uh, are cheaper than Airbnbs, but there's still a gas expense of two diesel trucks that we're taking into account. Yeah. So when I think about, okay, well, we're taking two trucks because if, if we, if we go somewhere, we can't really put everybody in one RV. There's only six of us usually, but sometimes only five, but it still is really compressed. I mean, this RV is really comfortable, but. Um, there's only one bed behind us. So Victor and I start with clients at like 6 a.m. And if all the kids are sleeping on the bed and on the floor, there's nowhere for us to really work. And we do have five different RVs. We could 
we can't tow our really, really big one that's like two-bedroom condo because you're in snowy conditions. That's a pain in the butt to set up. Um, we have, it's just finding the right, the perfect balance of size to RV that sleeps yeah. everybody is a challenge. And so to me, I think of, we go to Ure, like, okay, well, the gas for two diesels and then those campgrounds are about 40 a night each. You're, you're talking, you know, 80, $80 a night, but then the gas... Whereas if we do an Airbnb, we can all squish into one truck, mm -hmm. go all the way out to Schweitzer. We're saving on gas on a second diesel, and I don't necessarily have to tow, which is better gas efficiency. So this is where my brain makes it so it seems like kind of crazy. And Victor's like, I don't think like this. I get it. And so I'm like, okay, now we're talking, well, the equivalent of 80 a night is really more like 130 a night. Victor was really good, though, about this. He'll just be like, Boom, throw money on it. If we're talking pennies or tens of dollars, he's always going to be like, boom, throw money on it. Then I become difficult because I go like, yeah. well, now we're at 180, say. 180, and I'm like, well, that's too much. We have, it's a, it's a small amount that it's like, we'd agree. 120, 130, 140 a night. Yeah, right. let's go there's pay Airbnb. Then there's this crossover where it's like 180, let's say, 200. And it gets, it's hard for me to... To just be like whatever i know some of our airbnbs i was looking at the price some of them are at like the 12 to 1300 a week price point like totally spend that that's great the ones that cross 2000 for a week are really hard for me mm -hmm. it's funny i think of the amount that i have to work um the amount of blogs i have to create the amount of videos i have to create the amount of clients i'd have to work with yeah at that and it, it's funny it sends a trigger and i'm not saying it's right or wrong it's just awareness of it that that that's probably what happens where i go i think i was saying it last night I'm like oh to spend two thousand we need to get our income to this amount so that's that two thousand feels like feel yeah, that's, just a, that's, feels and like. that's that's definitely where your numbers brain come into play whereas like i'm trying to take the lessons now this is going into something else of expansion right like money is abundant money is this if i travel in this way can i expand and fill a greater into a greater role and i there's no guarantee but that's part of the reason like i end up going like well let, let's expand let's see if we, if we can expand in this and enjoy it even more so that my frequency because i have trouble with frequency had had i had trouble yeah, I mean, this last this last flu got me down. Like, I was like, oh, my God, who am I? I got energy. I would go for a walk and be like, I need to go take it up. I need no, to go but I it. mean, overall, like, the course of 2023, your frequency was uh, higher on average than ever before. Right. So I'm giving you, like, the hat. Like, I'm giving you the positive. That was a compliment. I'm giving you a compliment. I, I'm it's sorry. So I, broke much... the, I broke the third way, the fourth way. This would not be an issue. So and I and so to, to expand it, I need a high, even a higher frequency. To be what a is, higher frequency. I know what that means, but what does a listener mean that a higher frequency? Well, there's a vibration. There's a vibration to to myself, and what for me frequency means is a. This is a hard one for a lot of dudes, but like a joyfulness to my every moment that I have to be able to sit in, and that requires 
a significant amount of work and metacognition or ability to float outside my body in every moment. That requires a certain amount of energy, attention, um, sleep, food, like all of these things workout. in order to work out. Yeah. And that, when I, if I can do that, then I'm like, oh, wow, that gives me more, more creativity. More creativity allows me to be like want to put in this effort to create something bigger than myself. 100%. Oh man, we're, we're crossing into something that if you're listening to this now, like I'm, you, this is, can be a game changer for a relationship. And I think this is going to be something that lots of people are talking about a year from now. I think we just broke, I think we touched on this way before society is aware of it. But what Victor's trying to say is that in this masculine-feminine role, there is also a masculine role of stoicism and seriousness that keeps men poor, that keeps them angry, that keeps them, while they might still do a job and make good amount of money, they've been told that to, to be masculine means to be robotic in some ways. Not show emotion. Yeah, I don't show emotion, so I just go get her done, and I'm serious, and I'm tough, and I'm stoic, and sometimes that stoicness drifts to aloofness, because I know for so many years of our marriage, Victor was great. He worked, he made good money, he worked with his clients, but there was just this like, arms crossed, this face, this expression he'd do, and I would get so angry. I'd be like, like, why can't you smile? And then he'd say, what do you want me to be a... I don't remember exactly what uh, I Woo-hoo? What do you want me to woo-hoo? Woo like, yeah, that's for like spinning classes. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and I'm like, woo no, I'm just like, you just don't sound <coughs> happy. Like, I'm so excited and I know I smile too much, but... Well, there's just, there, I had to broach the concept and still like, I find myself still feeling weird at random times. Like, it had to get to a point where... I would smile intentionally in the mirror in the morning to like, I am happy, I am happy, I am happy. Um, and then broaching that and why that becomes important. And this is, I think, what you, like what, what's important for the listener to understand is that if you're dealing with a, uh, a spouse, a husband, um, a father who is potentially like you're, you're feeling this emotionless part it's likely they dumb down their emotions to get something done, to provide, to, uh, to fill a role that was necessary on some level in their mind for the survivability of their, of their, of their tribe. And they, over time, those, the, the positive emotions that they felt um, started, the body said, oh, okay, you don't want to feel these? Got it. Well, we'll shove these down and put this in an organ system. We'll put it in your fascia. We'll, we'll, we'll eventually have to let it out as back pain. We'll eventually let it out as increased weight gain. We'll eventually let it out as damaging the self, but it's going to be held down here. And then because it's, because those emotions of joy, um, start to rival, it's right next door to anxiety. It's like when you ride a roller coaster, like it's fearful, and also exciting at the same time, the body goes, okay, well, what are we going to do with this thing? 
okay, you don't want to feel these other ones as well. And then all of a sudden, you get so dumbed down that even the slightest bit of excitatory hormone, oh, I have anxiety. Well, you're actually feeling a feeling that you that your body has learned to interpret negatively. Um, and that's not to say that's the only thing with the anxiety, but I went through this specifically, and it, it was years before I could dismantle it and now get to the point where I'm like, ooh, I get to feel my emotions. And then, then that's my, I'm a moon in Pisces, so it's a dangerous spot to be in, to just be in my moon all the time. Um, but it was the step into like, ooh, I'm feeling this right now. Now, I still have struggle with like actually sharing it, but I can like sit and close my eyes and feel into that and like, wow, okay, I'm feeling that, that's good. But now I actually get to feel higher levels of joy, gratitude, um, love, passion, because I was able to dismantle that. Yeah. This, this is where uh, we listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks together. And this is where I think it's actually going to be a huge bridge between our difference in personality types and thought processes. Because so to me, I'm like, just wake up excited. For the last nine years, it's pretty much just wake up excited. Just be joyful. I'm so happy. And the things that I did would also bring me joy because I didn't have this amygdala hijack that Victor's talking about. For him, some of them bring him joy more and more now. But for a long time, it's like hiking 10 miles did not bring him joy. Going rock climbing didn't bring him joy. Now it does. So it had to. he had to rewire the amygdala part where... I mean, Where? we even traversed on, on Christmas Day, we tra we traversed a mountain, and normally I would have seen that level of exertion, because it, it was a fourth-class scramble for a good yeah. portion, and I'd be like, why are we doing this? This right. is dumb. And I was like, man, my capability, my money pro was firing hard, and I was like, man, I could do this, no problem. And I could do it, as opposed to with a negative attitude, I could do it with neutrality, which mm -hmm. I did. It's huge. And and I and I actually, it's only days later that I go, oh man, that was kind of cool. I saw this because I was in neutrality as opposed to negative emotions. Like why I did, why or why am I not enough that you have to go do this? Because that's that's another process that I had to be. My two was like always like, yeah, you don't like me, you leave, you go do these things, you, you like love mountains, mountains more, than, more me. than me, like all sorts of BS. But. Whatever, that's oh man, which is why, side note, that you should totally do a retreat with us because that is so transformative. What he's talking about, that experience of doing something just outside your comfort zone and to feel pride and joy and wow, I just did that. That actually is the most powerful way to unlock uh, trapped energy and trapped emotions. That amygdala hijack, if you're struggling with anxiety, you go do something like that, We're gonna it rewires the brain into a different pattern. Yeah, I think that even my my experience and the amount of time that I've invested, for example, in climbing, like even indoor climbing, top roping. Like yeah. I've had, even in this time, I have had some breakthroughs. Like 100%. this last month. But it's taken time to understand and unpack like that those feelings. And so if you're struggling like in listening to this and going like man i don't know what why why is that important you tell me i have to go do something adventurous i'm just trying to get through my life yeah that's when you need it more because it'll remind you first you're alive second you have sovereignty over this very short life which is important and thirdly awaken and see the potential rewiring 
you won't know until you're in it what it's done for what it can do possibly for you to be to just go do something a little bit outside your comfort now i will say this how much out of your comfort zone that depends on each person and that's been my experience like what is it four percent four percent and sometimes i think i've done what feels like 50 percent out of my comfort zone and then that that's a setback but that's my own personal journey and maybe giving the capacity to people to understand like hey it's worth the investment i promise you absolutely so abraham hicks you know talks a lot about the idea of just hold the frequency just hold the emotion so you know they're talking about a long time victory, cross his arms, slouch, be stoic or exhausted, on. yeah, hoodie on, drawstrings pulled. Energetically, that frequency is like, I'm pissed or I'm angry, don't mess with me, leave me alone. Um, and so we got to, I think one of the big things this year was like you said, like, stop nagging about it. Instead, just say the word frequency and I'll know what you mean. And so he did for a long time what you said like you just look in the mirror and be like i'm happy i'm just gonna smile for no apparent reason because i'm supposed to smile and i don't want my wife pissed at me anymore so i just smile. yeah the only challenge with that is that like, this is global crossing so many things so you just let me know the only challenge with that is that like, my that playful too just ends up coming out and you're like Ugh. after a while i <laughs> said like, it last Ugh. time like i'm glad you're happy but don't be a preschooler right now like yeah, it just gets like very childlike you're like I naturally get very childlike. SP2. SP2, so I have to be somewhat aware But I try of not that, to like beat same. it down. I could. But I you do. just made sometimes. me aware. I'm like, oh, too much? Cool. Yeah, and so it's more like sometimes I, like right now, great frequency. We So I would say frequency. Victor would be like, oh, that means like, hey, like be grateful. It, honestly, that's what it's the big turning point was. I said, just show the universe. I happen to be in the universe, so you're showing me too, but just show the universe that you're grateful. And then simultaneously, you really upped your breath work and meditation to a regular practice, if not twice a day practice. Mm -hmm. And in your meditations, you would just you say, what would, what would I you start, do? Well, the whole goal is to, to get to a frequency where gratitude, joy, love. So I sit into my heart space until it was evocative until it, and i have definitely a, a progression to get to that but i would not get up until i can feel emotion powerfully enough to the point that it was it was potentially tear inducing because i wanted to feel that depth of joy and love throughout the day and i needed to find it again because my body naturally would want to feel it and it actually the test was like it's all the test is in a hug yeah really it is like when i hug you or hug my children how does how connected and how does it feel because it's one thing to hug it's another thing to be like oh wow i really feel this right now yeah and so i wanted to <clears throat> embrace that feeling and so everything was centered around love and gratitude so sitting and seeing cycling through images i have a wonderful memory so i could boom boom snap 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 okay there it is hold that Hold that image, hold that mini movie, hold it, hold it, hold it. Okay, which one bounces into my mind? Connect it with another one, connect it with another one. So in general, I would connect five different images until it was like, okay, now I feel now I feel my heart open up. And, and now because of I opened my heart even more powerfully, it's able to flow up into my upper chakra. 
Yeah, 100%. So now because of that frequency, we're able to we're able to meet at a totally different level than we were able to meet before at Abraham Hicks. Again, going back to that, one of the big things she's teaching us is Victor's moon in Pisces is naturally. So think about Abraham Hicks is like really talking to all these ones, threes, fives, eights who are so goal driven. And I just want this thing. They're focused on the, the target and they force, they and force like, everything. She's always like, chill out, chill out. Chill out. <laughs> and so Victor's amazing at just chilling out. He's great at just being in the flow with that energy. And I have a tendency to be like, yeah, but where are you going with that? Where are you directing that energy? And so we can, and I have learned over the years, while I have these great goals, I need to like stop controlling how it comes to me. Together, we are amazing manifestors. And we would probably be able to manifest 10x what we manifest now if I could just if for me saying hey this is the destination let's just use something like hey I want to run to Schweitzer next week and I know it's a little bit of a long drive we could break it up over two days but hey I want to throw x amount of money on an Airbnb and have these comforts and and Vic, so Victor sees my destination and then I let that go. I don't control any any of the work because my brain's going to naturally worry about, oh, wait, but then there might be lack on another destination. There might be lack somewhere else in the future. Mm -hmm. And he'll be like, you know what? Cool. You want these spots? Like, let me just be in the flow. Don't control me. Don't try to dampen my my vibration. And like, let's just let's just like, yeah, we'll make it we'll make it work. If so if we have combined goals and I don't try to control the flow of energy and just let Victor stay in that energetic frequency, I have no doubt that a year from now, our videos are going to be talking about how to manifest a million dollars in a year. Like, you know, it will, I can just see, I can see how this roadblock has, has limited us and where our growth has, has come to. Anything else you want to add to that? Like, no, I, I, I think that like we bounced through a lot, um, a lot of different stuff subjects and a lot of different but i think it's all really in line with some of the struggles that people face and we're hoping that these conversations can help you connect the dot or allow you to take another step yeah and if you need help with this so what we do in coaching is try to help people navigate through these things so reach out to us if you uh need some coaching otherwise i think uh we're gonna keep trying this format um every so often and see how it helps. So leave a comment below if you have a specific question about this video or that you want or to see. Or any part answered. of the video, yeah. And um, of course, you've already liked and subscribed because you know that this, this is, is very this is helpful. This is new Earth Era stuff. Yeah. All right, have a great day. Namaste.